Welcome to the Chiropractic Revolution podcast. The Chiropractic Revolution is a Christ-centered movement empowering chiropractors to live out God, family, and chiropractic. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. These podcasts are going to be a collection of our ambassadors and our amazing community. Join the revolution and let's change the world together. Hey, thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Chiropractic Revolution podcast. Today's episode is a continuation of our April event where we got to hear from Dr. Dennis Heskett. Today is his live speech on recording, and we hope that it adds value to your life and your business. Sit back and let's get to Dr. Dennis Heskett. One of our exclusive sponsors of the Chiropractic Revolution is Grow Your Chiropractice. And if you're a chiropractor and you want to know how you can get more quality patients on autopilot, then you definitely want to contact Sebastian and his team at Grow Your Chiropractice. You can learn more on how they can help or request a free audit on your online marketing from their website at growyourchiropractice.com. Again, that's growyourchiropractice.com. We want to thank them so much for being a sponsor of the Chiropractic Revolution podcast. You know, I didn't, what he just said just nailed me coming up here about the word grandfather. Huh. Didn't know what that was two years. Now I got three, one on the way. Um, so much more that I could tell you what you got to look forward to. And that's one, being a grandparent. Yeah. Um, I don't know how this happened. I don't know how I ever became one of the oldest, if not the oldest in a room. It wasn't my design, it wasn't my plan. You know, I remember being little, and this is just Southern tradition, so I, I'm not saying it's right, I'm not saying it's wrong, but uh, it's definitely Southern tradition. When we got together to eat, uh, my mom's the oldest of like 13. So there was 50 some cousins running around. My uncles, I have, three uncles that are only a couple years older than me uh, that are my mom's brothers and sister. So when it come eating time, all the elders sat at the table and the kids just got their food and went on whatever, you know. And you definitely know if you walked into that room and tried to sit at the table, they, you, get, you got that look like, mm, no, no. So it's kind of funny careful what you wish for because my uh one of my wishes was well someday i'm gonna be able to sit at that table you know and uh we uh had to move my mom out of out of her house and the last thing we did was get all her brothers and sisters out there to the house we had a big fish fry before we moved her out 
and I found myself sitting at the table. And I looked around and said, I don't really want to be at the summit. <laughs> because somebody had to leave before the next person could move up to the table. And uh, so, yeah, I don't even know why I went there, but really my message to you today is um, I've been asked to, to uh, kind of stay on the topic of chiropractic. And my question to you is, do you really think that you chose chiropractic or were you chosen? And I think 99.99% of you that are doing this profession have come to the realization that you were called to do this, that you were chosen, right? So my next question goes along with that. If you're chosen to do this and this is your calling, how far in are you in it? And is chiropractic in you or are you into chiropractic? Some of the big signs that if you're into chiropractic is it's just a daily routine. You go in there, you do your, you do your shift and uh, uh, you're seeing a lot of people. One of the things that scared, always scared me about chiropractic is you could just dabble in it. You could just dabble in the truth of chiropractic and what God's called you to do and be very, very successful. And when you taste that success, you kind of back off what you've been called to do. I mean, do you let people, I'm, I'm going to tell you a story that, that really changed my practice. Now, you got to remember, I went to Life University. Dr. Sid took me underneath his wings. And I was out of Michigan, and some of the greatest chiropractors that had the philosophy of chiropractic were in Michigan, and they took me under their wings. So I was poured into Ian. My son is named after Ian Grass from DE. I was poured into. And so I had the philosophy and the belief. When I came out of school, it was about changing the world. Now, I did it wrong because you didn't believe or think the way I thought you should believe or think. I didn't know. Whoop, done with you. Done with you. Done with you. Ruth could tell you how many enemies we made in our state. Because I would go to the state association. I had the opportunity to speak because I was the ICA rep. So they gave the ICA rep a chance to talk. I remember sitting down with these people. And they were talking about, well, you know, you, you're going to have to vaccinate your kids. They can't get into school here in Kentucky. And me and Ruth, Ruth would walk out of there. Ruth would look like, these people don't think like you. I don't act like you. Well, you know you're not going to see masses of people. It just don't work that way. I was like, get out of my way, dude. You're, you know? And, and getting the philosophy and belief, I was, I was ingrained in it. I had it so strong. But yet I really wasn't. I remember the, the, like the first month I was open, the president of our university came in as a patient. And I'm like, am I going to tell the chiropractic story to this guy? Or am I just going to be thankful he's here and, you know, try to fix his problem and do the best I can to serve him? And 
not really tell him my truth because my truth may be so strong it's probably going to run him the heck out of here. You know, how many of you are scared of your truth? I mean, truly, to give it all to, to tell him. Tell it all. I said, am I going to tell him? I adjusted a lady one time very early in my practice that changed everything. And she came in, she came in like you see all the time with a hot disc and like can't move. And she was like in her mid thirties. And I started adjusting her and adjusting her and she started getting better and she started getting better. And, uh, she come in one day and she said, Dr. Heskett, she says, I have to tell you something. I said, what? She said, you have totally changed my life. It's a miracle what has happened since I've been here in this office. And I said, yeah, I, I kind of watched it, you know. And she said, no, that's not what I'm talking about. She said, what I'm talking about is I've had severe headaches since I was a teenager. And she said, I went to college and I got my degree. While I was in college, I went on to get my master's degree. And she said, a Fortune 500 company picked me up as an intern. And I got to do my internship in college with this company. And when I graduated from college, they hired me. And she said, I was making, she said, as a matter of fact, she said, I watched that company for years. And if I could have stayed with that company for 10 years, I would have never had to work another day in my life. She said, and possibly my kids would probably have never had to work another day in their life. She said, it was a dream. And she said, but I lost that job because of my headaches. There was days I just could not come in and serve and do the job. So I eventually lost that job because of headaches. And I got my second job and then I lost that job because of headaches. And then I got my third job and I lost that job because of headaches. And she said, don't don't misunderstand me, she says. I'm happy. I've got my wife and my 2.5 kids and my little white picket fence. And she said, I'm working a below middle class job right now. And she said, life is good and everything. She said, but I'm telling you, God had so much more for me. And I lost it all because of my headaches. And what I have to tell you that you've changed my life, is, she said, I haven't had a headache since I've been coming to see you. And I didn't even come in here for my headaches. Totally amazing. And then she missed her next appointment. You gotta remember, I'm like three months in practice. My chest is like, how dare you miss an appointment? You sure felt like that to me and you're missing? Oh no, that ain't happening. You know, what? what's going on here? Then she missed the next appointment. And then she missed the next appointment. Then finally she comes in. My mindset is, oh, this is going to be a good visit here. She comes in. She gets on the table. Of course, I'm waiting to adjust her before I let loose what I've got to let loose. I adjusted her. And as soon as I adjusted her, she started crying. When she started crying, I started crying. And at that point, I don't even know why we're crying. And she said, Dr. Heskin, I have to tell you something. I said, what is it? 
she said, I've met, I've missed my last two or three appointments. And I'm like, yeah, that, that part I know, you know? And she said, but last week, she said, we took my little boy to the hospital to get tubes put in his ears. And he's had a reaction to the head. He said, and he's hurt in a coma. And he hasn't woken up. And I haven't left his side in over a week and a half. That's why I haven't come in. She said, but she said, my headache started to come back yesterday. And she said, I knew I had to get here. So this is the only place I've been since this has happened. I have not left the hospital. And she said, I have to hurry up and get back to the hospital. Thank you for helping. Hit the button on the table. And she's coming up. And me and God had a battle for an hour and a half. Actually, it only happened for about five seconds. But to me, it was like an hour and a half. And God was saying, ask her. I'm like, I'm not going to ask her. God said, ask her. I said, I'm not going to ask her. And God said, ask her. And I said, okay, I'll ask her. I looked at that lady in her eyes and I said, why didn't you bring your little boy to me first? And she looked back to me and changed my life forever. She said, I didn't know you adjusted children. I knew you could help with headaches and low back, but I didn't. I had no idea you could help. That story still hits me. 30 something years later. My question to you is Are you into chiropractic or is chiropractic? Have you sold out to the fact that nobody, nobody is going to come through your doors that they don't know the truth of what you've been called to do and what you have and what you possess? Like Michael said, who is responsible? for the condition they, them and their families find themselves in. Are you going to take care of the lady that thinks you could walk on water and you're the greatest thing on earth for her to come back in a month later and say, I have some tragic news. My husband died of a fatal heart attack last week and you've never had the opportunity to see him or never gave her the opportunity to bring him or gave her a reason to bring him. Do they know your story? Do they know you've raised your kids unvaccinated? That there is a way to go through this thing called life with the principle of chiropractic first, drug second, and surgery last. That there's a calling in your life And nobody should become in your presence or be around you that they don't know what God has blessed you with. And I can extend that thing to the two most important things should be people should know what chiropractic is through you and they should know who your Jesus is through you. Those are the two things right there. The other part is that is 
Don't let people come into your realm and you don't know what their relationship is with Jesus Christ. Share the gospel with them. Don't let your uncle die and you go to the funeral and say, hmm, I'm not really sure if he was saved or not. Don't let something happen to one of your patient's family member and you have to say, hmm, I'm not really sure if they know what I know. It has to be, you have to have a way of delivering this thing of what chiropractic is so clear. I'll give you the marriage story. This comes from the Eve of Dr. Zagufu. Some of you, I know you've heard it many times. You ever get a patient that aggravates the heck out of you because when they come in there, they want to tell you everything that is wrong, hurts? My mind immediately goes, I'm the worst word of this, like, lay down. Yes, lay down. Holy Pete, just get your face in the hole. <laughs> your life is going to be changed. Just give me an opportunity. Shut up and lay down. Mary comes in. Doc, I've got this pain in my side. And I don't know. You've helped me, but this is new. What's going on? What, what's happening? Well, Mary, it's the second vertebra in your neck. It has misaligned and it has put pressure into the spinal cord and life has to flow from your brain down through your spinal cord out to the nerve that controls everything in your body. Your body's in a state of dis-ease because of the amount of pressure and stress being put on that, on the, on the nervous system. Your body is fumbling. It's falling apart. But what we're going to do, Mary, is we're going to adjust that, release that pressure, and turn the life flow from above, down, inside out, and you're going to heal. Remember, Mary, when I drop these keys, there, there's an impingement here. Nature is not happening at all. But if I can remove that interference, nature takes place, and it happens every time, Mary, not some of the time, every time. You remove the interference. God gives you the ability to heal and to be healthy and strong. That's the way he created you from the inside. This is the way this works, Mary. Lay on the table and I'm going to adjust your second vertebra and it's going to fix what's happening within your body. Do you understand? Lay down. Wait. Only to come back a week later. Die got this thing going on right here and I don't understand what the heck Mary it's the second vertebra in your neck it's closing off your life flow from your brain to your body your body's gotten in a state of disease lay on the table Mary let me wham you're better doc I don't know what's happening in my leg but now my leg is not it's going over here and I'm trying to go over here Mary, it's the second vertebra in your neck. It's putting pressure on your ver on your spinal cord. It's closing off the communication from the brain to the body. Mary, lay down. Then one day, there was a knock at the door. Dr. Sid Segafos went to the door, opened the door, 
and there's Mary laying on his front porch. She had been in an accident. She's got blood all over, her arms twisted back, way behind her back. One of her legs is going in this direction. Horrible looking scene. And Dr. Sigafus looked over at Mary and says, Oh my God, Mary, what has happened? What is wrong? And Mary said, It's the second vertebra in my neck. You get out, God had delivered the goods. And what's the most frustrating thing in this chiropractic thing is you tell people, 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 and then, you know, they do the pray for me, Dr. Heskett, why? Because we're going to have to get tubes put in so-and-so's ears or whatever. And you're like, have you not been listening? You know, if you're educating, I think one of the things that I've watched in the last 30-something years, what COVID brought us is, to me, it should have been the aha moment for the world in chiropractic. If we'd have positioned ourselves for the last 30 years before COVID, if we'd have positioned ourselves in a position that we are the drug-free what we do every day, the principle, what we have, that people understood the principle. When COVID hit, it would have clicked. Is 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 if you can't educate your patients on anything, you have an opportunity to educate them on COVID because it's a simple sell. It's a simple transition. Do you know? You realize this is all about your immune system. If I have a strong immune system, I can catch COVID. They talk about it all the time. You could have COVID and be a carrier, walk around and not even be sick. Or you could have COVID and almost die. What's the difference? It's the same COVID. Well, there was a while there where they tried to mix that up. Well, you ain't got the bad COVID. You just got, good thing you got vaccinated because that, that kept you from going to the hospital. You still got sick, but. So they tried to twist that a little bit. But it was a perfect opportunity to educate patients on it's all about your immune system. It's all about having a strong immune system. But you also have opportunity. It's when I was first got into this, probably 90% of my conversations and talks was bashing drugs. Now with the internet and people having information, they've kind of figured out they don't want the drugs. So it's a little bit different. But you still need to educate them on, do you know what it's like? First of all, if you're a mom here, this is an easy question. What's it like for your child the first time they throw up? They think they are what? Dying. You said that, I didn't. They think they are dying. Something's going on here. So what do you think for its life, for like for the child who thinks they are dying for you to walk up to them and say hey don't worry about a thing just take a couple of these 
and go to bed and you're going to be what? Just fine. Better. And the next time the next crisis hits, here you come with your answer again. Hey, don't worry about a thing. Just take a couple of these and go to bed and you're going to be what? Just fine. And they've gone through some serious stuff in their life where they thought they were dying. That's pretty impactful on a kid. They thought they're dying and you have given them this miracle thing that has brought back life. So now they're a teenager. They got kicked off the basketball team. They didn't make the cut. Their girlfriend just broke up to them because they're no longer on the basketball team. Their wife is in a turmoil. They're walking around like they're sick and somebody on the street walks up to them and says, hey, what's the matter with you? I don't feel good. I don't like this. This ain't, this ain't, this ain't right. And they say, hey, why don't you just take a couple of these and you'll feel better. Where'd they get that education from? The next step is you're not worried about what I'm talking about at all. Because you've taught them the danger of drugs. God forbid the person say this. Hold on. You know what this is? This is Adderall. Your brother takes this. I actually got this out of your medicine cabinet at home. Your parents take this. This is Oxycontin. This is lower tap. This won't hurt you. This is the good stuff. Again, where'd they get that education from? I think one of the neatest things in the world happens to us and we don't even count it as a blessing is I was just at my brother's house, spends a few days there, and Reese's youngest daughter comes down the steps and says, Daddy, I don't feel too well. I need to get adjusted. Isn't it kind of cool when our kids look for the adjustment first. It is awesome. And the other thing I want to talk to you about too is the miracles that happen around you. Like we see headaches get better all the time. We don't think that's a big deal. It's a big deal to that person. It's a miracle. Would you start counting the blessings and the miracles that are happening around you? Your whole life is going to change. But let me tell you what happens a lot of times you don't even realize if you're, if you're not tuned in to G-O-D. We have a guide that works for us. He comes and reports one day, he says, guys, uh, I think we're in trouble here. So what's up? And he said, my wife has been losing a lot of blood for weeks to the point that she's really falling apart now and uh we took her to the doctor yesterday checked it out run some tests and sent us back home and so we're really really concerned she's felt the mass in her stomach so she knows something is there it's like a big mass and she's been bleeding for months now and he said that just uh Pray for us. We got to go back tomorrow or next Friday and get some results. 
Well, later that day, the doctor office calls and said, hey, we need you back into the office immediately. How where does your heart go when that happens? Where's your mind go when that happens? So they run back in there and they said, yes, definitely a mass here. We're really concerned about it. We're going to send you to the surgeon tomorrow morning. We're going to put you in the hospital tonight. Surgeon is going to come in tomorrow. So he's telling us all this as it's unfolding, and we're praying with him out loud for what's going on. So the next day comes in, they do all that stuff. The next day he comes back. He's, I said, what are you doing here, Brown? I said, how was your wife? Oh, she's fine. It wasn't nothing. It was just a lot of fluid built back up. They drained the fluid off. She's going to be okay. She's fine. She's good. How many times does this stuff like that happen in your life? And you're like, oh, okay. That's good. Oh, dodge the bullet there. Instead of saying, praise God, he answered a prayer. Praise God. Hallelujah. You've had patients come in and I've been adjusting them. You're like, I got some real concerns. I've got this growth, this tumor, this math. And this thing, and you start adjusting them, and they come back in. Oh, yeah, it turned out to be nothing. And then you're scared at that point to say, well, it could have been the adjustments. Could have been God's presence in your life. Could have been the healing the way God designed. See, you can't go back up and tell the story. Because then they look at you like, you're flipping nuts. You're trying to give God in that adjustment credit for, no, no. But you tell them beforehand, and that stuff happens, they don't like, praise God, hallelujah. But if you ain't told them, you got nothing. Matter of fact, you got nothing when they come in and say, so and so, my, some, this has happened to my child, and you say, try to bring him in the office at that point, because there's like, what for? You still, you got nothing. But if they already know the what for, and it happens and you remind them. A little bit different. One of the things that's very, very important too is another reason to tell your story is to reach the masses, to reach the masses, to do all the what God's called you to do, you need warriors beside you. God's going to be people in your life that's going to help you with your vision and changing the world. So the more people you tell your vision to, the bigger and the wider it becomes. Because God will put people in your life that will help you achieve your calling. No, you know you're on the right track. I always use this as kind of a gauge is how many people that come through your office that are now chiropractors? That have seen something in you, seen something happen, seen something happen in their life that they decided to dedicate their life to doing that. How many of your staff, when I first opened, dude, I remember I couldn't keep a front desk girl. Every time I turned around, they were going to chiropractic school. 
crazy. When you get on fire, people will catch that. But make your vision, make your vision bigger than where it is right now. Please make it worldwide. Not just the people that are in, around you, not just your community, but literally step into taking what you have to the world. This is that simple in doing that. You have a message, but to learn how to protect that message. Like Dr. Sid used to talk about the dove. I have something. I want to give it to you. It's a dove. This is what I have. This is what we do in my office. I call, we sell refrigerators. Now, there's going to be people who come in here and want washer dryers, but all we do is refrigerate. We're not going to change what we do. It's what we have. What we have is this little dove. And sometimes when you hand it to people, they'll say, well, that's nice and pretty, but I was more wanting a, like an eagle. Unfortunately, what a lot of people do at that point, they try to change the dove into an eagle to give them something that they want instead of what they need. Protect your dove. When you hand it out and they don't want it, pull it back. Cousineau used to say this chiropractic thing is like driving a bus, man. He said, you pull up to the stop, there's 50 people there. You open the door, you quickly tell them where you're going, where you're headed, what the vision is. If you want to be a part of it, get on the bus. He said five people are going to get on. Don't try to get the other 45. Close the door, go to the next stop. Open the door. Tell them what you got. Whether you get five more, move on. Told this story last night. How are you going to spend your life? How are you going to dedicate your life? But watch out. Because if you're like on the top of a hotel and you go to get in the elevator and flames come out of the elevator, you're like, holy crap, something's going on. So you go to check the stairs and the person comes running up the stairs say, can't get out this way. When I went down two floors, it's all blocked. You can't go this way. So you got to go to the far, far end stairs to get out. So the first thing you do is come, go back to your kids or you to whoever, your family member, your friends that are staying on that floor. Then you knock on the door and you say, hey, fire, fire. We got to get out. We got to get out. Go to the far stairs. Well, there's people that know you that say, I'm not going to put my baby, my trust into you. I'm going to go to the elevator. I'm going to go to the first set of stairs. And you're trying, no, man, don't do that. Don't do that. So you spend so much time trying to convince them the way to go and the ways out because you have something they don't have. So you spend a lot of time and a lot of energy trying to get them to do that. Go to the next door, doctor, and try to get them to do that. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. And they're not listening. But do you realize if you go to the next door and that person doesn't even know you, know who you are, and you knock on the door, it's very, very simple. You say, fire, get out. Got to go all the way down to the end, run. And they will take off running. And you go to the next door, do the same thing. Save that room, 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 save that room. Some of you are stuck at trying to save people that can't be saved. But you have a bigger calling if you take it to the world. There's enough people out there that you just have to give them a drop 
and they get the whole whole thing. Thank you very much. I love and appreciate you. God bless you. Thank you.